0: We continue to study in First Corinthians, and here is another simple, straightforward message for us to consider. For us to hear, this is a message that impacts us all, uh, whether we're young or old, poor, or rich. God's God's word just comes at us in our in our condition, and so I want us to to consider. Uh, the idea of being a fool for Jesus today, be a fool for Jesus. And um, I, um, you know, there's this, this sense where you can hear that is, you know, just be all out for, for Jesus, um, you know, and not really care about anything else, but just be a fool for him. Well, that's in a sense, I, I would agree with that. We should be all in for Jesus. Really, the idea today is that as Christians, uh, we we come to him truly just trusting him, not ourselves. We consider ourselves fools because when we do things our way, the end never comes out good. Uh, We are not the wise ones. We are the foolish ones. Everything we touch turns to a mess. But if we want everything to we touch to come out gold, then we need to trust Jesus and do things his way. So we don't trust the world's wisdom. We don't trust our own wisdom. We trust God. That's the essence. And as Christians, we should respect authorities, the authorities around us, whether we're, uh, you think about now, kids are back in school. We tell our ch- our children to respect those their teachers, to respect the authorities in the school, Uh, we tell our kids to respect adults and we as as adults we tell we're we're instructed to respect uh, the authorities over us and scripture is very clear about the governing bodies that we're to respect them but that excuse me i'm sorry as my throat just continues to get clogged up a little bit today That does not mean even though we trust or even though we respect the authorities and we listen to those authorities so long as they don't interfere with our um, following God. That does not mean that we should always believe them. we don't always trust their word. We trust God's word. God's word is truth. We trust it above all. So today we're considering this message about being a fool for Christ, recognizing that that we truly are (laughs) fools, that that as human beings we tend to be foolish, do things dumb ways, ways that don't work, but we trust God's ways, which the world actually says, you know, you're doing, turn the other cheek, that's a foolish thing. But no, that's the right thing. We trust God in his word. So this comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to the end of the chapter. And I want to read the entirety of this passage. And you're going to hear this over and over again. The message comes loud and clear to you from this passage. There's not going to be any uh, cleverness of uh, speech in my uh, my sermon today, but uh, just simply trusting in God's word. So turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through through the through the end of the chapter. <clears throat> For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever, I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made the Made foolish the wisdom of the world. Verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To Jews, a stumbling block, and to Gentiles, foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame those things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised, God has not chosen. Or excuse me, God has chosen the things that are not so that he may nullify. The things that are so that no man may boast before God, but by do by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. That overall passage is just reminding us that. God's ways are the right way. Uh, man's ways are the, the foolish ways, especially, especially when you think about people who think they got the answers. They got things figured out. Don't trust them. Trust God's word. So this passage that we just read, you know, you can, you can consider it and you can humbly accept the message of the cross. Or you can be wise in your own eyes And in the end, be found to be a fool. That's the thought today. Don't trust your own thoughts. Don't trust your own cleverness, your own wisdom. But rather, trust God's message. And the ultimate message that we're asked to believe is the message of the cross. The message that we remember every Sunday as we gather around the table. The message that doesn't make sense to uh, the wise people of the world. Or they look at it and they think, okay, you claim this guy was God and he came down here to die on a cross, and that somehow by him shedding his blood, that you can be cleansed by blood. It doesn't make sense to the world, but to us who are being saved, that's the wisdom of God. A couple of verses just to highlight from there. Remember what it says in verse 18. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Remember what it says in verse 25 and then continues to say in several different ways. It says, the foolishness of God is wiser uh, than men. In verse 27, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and that's where it says it many different ways. Uh, you know, God is God is so wise. Even our greatest knowledge, it's just foolishness to Him. We're trying to figure things out that that God has established long ago. We 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 use science to try and figure out the natural world, and God is the one who set those things in order. He understands it all, but we're on a constant search. And even with all the great technology that we have now we're just beginning to understand so many of the things that that god is has established. These things are ordained, our understanding is so very limited, but we keep searching, trying to find trying to figure things out. Nothing wrong with that i don't i don't disagree i don't want to come across today as saying science is uh, is foolishness and pursuing it is worthless no we we can we can search and discover. God's truths and how God has worked things and does things and the way the world operates. I think that's good for mankind. But to say that we know more than God, that is that's the foolish thing to do. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. So don't stand before God and try and boast and make yourself out to be somebody great. Humbly accept the word of God. Trust him. That's the message for today. Be a fool for Jesus. Some things uh, I wanted to point out, some just a couple of examples of ways that the, the world tries to take its wisdom and claim to know better than God. And um, this actually we didn't get into this point, but there are a lot of times that in the religious world when there are religious scholars they can do the same thing and uh, sometimes we try and figure things out and just uh, try and claim that we know better than god um, but here are some basic points that the world uh, for us to consider about the world and the way it does things the wise and the wisdom of the world and how it plays into uh, trying to fool us and trick us uh Instead of just trusting God. So first example, number one, evolution proves there is no God. So we go to school and we learn about evolution. And though we call it a theory of evolution, it's just presented as this is how it is and millions and millions of years and all of this. And they take that theory and uh, the essence of it has, has gone down the road. And you can kind of see it happening in society is then people tend to start believing that what evolution is saying is ultimately there is no God. We know where this world and everything in it, where matter came from. There is no God. There is an explanation for everything outside of the Bible. And evolution proves there is no God. But that's not true. A theory doesn't explain things. God is the one who explains things. God is the one who who, uh, provides a reason and a purpose and a reasonable explanation for where everything has come from. And actually, it's in Psalm chapter 14, verse number one, where it says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And now you might not uh, believe this, but I was a part of this world and, and I absolutely believe this, that people are pursuing the mechanisms of evolution. They're trying to understand evolution more and more. And when I was considering at one point in time going into graduate school, it seemed like all the graduate schools in biology were dealing with this, this uh Theory of evolution, trying to explain it and trying to prove that it's not a theory, that it is, in fact, a law. They wanted to prove that evolution was true because they want to prove that there is no God. That's what I believe. Um, But that doesn't that doesn't settle uh, right with God's word. God's word uh, is what tells us truth. God's word is where we can find our purpose and our reason for being and explain to us where we came from and tell us where we're going to go. So as we learn about evolution um, and there are all kinds, you know, even even religiously, I have I have questions about evolution and how God made everything. I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about that, but don't look at evolution and say, oh, that shows that there is no God. That is not true. That's a lie. And the wisdom of the world is wrong on this. Trust God. Trust him and know that he is alive. So um, one lie that we get is that evolution proves there is no God. That's a lie. The wisdom of the world claims that, but it's not true. Number two, uh, I wasn't sure how to word this one, but what what I wrote is you need the government to lead you and to save The idea of a big government that is going to be your savior is, I, I, I think, a lie that, it, that takes place and is pushed throughout the world. The idea of, and even then, this idea of one world government, as you, you might hear, is that there are people who want to try and take control over everything and just have one world government. That, that is the idea that the government is needed to lead. You need the government to lead you. You need the government to save you. The uh, Israelites themselves got kind of caught into this trap, I believe, and you can read about it in First Samuel chapter eight, verses four through seven. And this is the leaders, the elders of Israel, gathered around, or gathered together, and came to Samuel at Ramah, and they said to him, and "This is after they've gone in and conquered the Promised Land." Verse 5, Behold, you have not. Behold, you have grown old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king for us to judge us like all the nations. But the thing was displeasing in the sight of Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in regard to all they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king of. Over them, so this idea that uh, you know these people were looking for a leader for a government to take care of them—they wanted to be like all the nations around them and have this government taking care of them—and that's just uh, that's a lie. That is that is not true. We have God as our leader. He is the one that we look to. He is the one who guides us. So don't trust and, um, you know, and it goes back to an earlier point in the introduction we are told to respect the authorities but we don't trust that the government is going to be the one to lead us and to save us we look to God we look to Jesus as our leader Uh, number three a third uh, example of the worldly wisdom that is pushed at us and uh, is and this is one that's getting a lot of pushback lately but number three Uh, Gender is fluid. A boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy. Uh, This is one of the things that, you know, just a few years ago, you'd, you'd never have thought you would have heard something like this. But now it seems that so many people can buy into a lie that is just so apparently a lie. And just how far things can go when people trust the wisdom of the world instead of simply trusting God. And with the previous two, I think the wisdom of the world that's being promoted is actually being pushed because people are trying to take us and move us, move people away from God. So there is, there are a lot of people who try and say that, that they tell boys, if you feel like you're a girl, then you're a girl. It doesn't it doesn't matter what your body looks like. You can be whatever you want to be. And that is just not true. God made, uh, made us each one to be either a male or a female. And that is found in Genesis 1.27. Right in the very beginning, God made them male and female. When he put them in the garden, male and female, it was Adam and Eve in the garden. And that is who they were. And there's this this point that I, I was thinking about as I, as I considered this that you, um, as you as you think about being who you want to be. Well, so let's save this for the the next point. But that just this very simple point that is obviously alive, but the but that the modern wisdom is pushing is that that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy, that is not God's way. That is not what God intended, and it is far from the truth. And number four, a a fourth uh, piece of worldly wisdom that is false is all you need is self-esteem. So it kind of fits with the previous one. That's why I wanted to lead into this. This idea of self-esteem is you can be anything you want to want to be. You you know, you are just perfect the way you are, no matter how you think or what you do. You're just fine and you just need to have self-esteem. But God says, believing the message of the cross of Jesus will save you. And that was the... um, That was the message from uh, 1 Corinthians where we are looking today. It's the message of the cross. That's where the power is. That's what can save us. It's not what the world says, and we can't save ourselves by declaring, hey, I like me the way I am and doing what I want to do. That is not good for us. um, There's nothing wrong with having self-esteem when you are doing right. When you are living God's way, you can feel good about yourself. But if you're not doing things the way God wants you to, then self-esteem is just going to fool you and to make you. it's going to make you into one of the wise people of the world. And you're going to declare, hey, I know what I believe is right. and You can't tell me anything different and your Bible doesn't matter to me. That is where self-esteem will lead to if it's not directed by God's truth. God's truth says we are messed up. God's truth says we all sin and we need someone to save us because we can't save ourselves. If you can be good and save yourself, then Jesus died for no reason. If Jesus came to this world and died and it was pointless, then I would say God is a fool. But I don't believe that. God's not a fool. He sent Jesus to die for me because I couldn't save myself. I can never save myself. I mess things up all the time. And I just need to turn to God and trust him. Not trust my own ways, but trust the message of the cross. That I need to constantly come back to Jesus. Being in Jesus is everything. That table that's sitting uh, in the front of the auditorium there that has the emblems of the cup and the bread. It's saying Jesus died on the cross to save us because we couldn't save ourselves. We're reminded of that every Sunday, that the only way for us to have any kind of of self-worth and self-value is because knowing what God did for us. He loves us so much that he died for us. Our self-esteem is wrapped up in that, not in us just deciding, hey, you're great the way you are. So trust God's word. Trust the cross, trust that what Jesus did was a wonderful display of love that can never that can never be outdone. It is beyond compare when that fellowship that we have in Jesus is is it comes to us because of what Christ did on the cross. So there are all kinds of we've got these just these four small examples for us to consider today. Ways that the world tries to do things, the ways that the world tries to say things that go against God's ways. But we, although the wise, smart people who are in control and, and have great power, they might come and tell us to believe these things. We aren't going to believe it. We're going to simply trust in God's wisdom. We're going to trust in the power of God. We're going to trust in Jesus Christ. We're going to trust in the message of the cross. Why choose to be a fool for Jesus instead of trusting the wisdom of the world? Well, Proverbs fourteen twelve gives us a piece of uh, truth that we need to remember. And, that, and it says there, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So, We trust God and his word makes sense to us and it establishes itself. It proves itself to be true. And we know that if we trust God's way, it'll lead to life. But if we trust man's way, it'll end in death. And number two, so not only are we trying to avoid death, but number two, the rewards of following Christ and trusting Christ and being a fool for him. The rewards are out of this world. In 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 8, it, it told us there that, that God wants us to be rich. And we should not only are we rich in this life with his wonderful blessings that he gives to us, but also the life to come when we get to see Jesus face to face and go home to be with God forever. What a joy it will be. So please be a fool for Jesus. Please don't trust man with way, man's ways. Please don't trust the wisdom of the world, you know, and and all of us all through life and the children are growing up. They're learning a bunch of things in school and they're going to be. We're all constantly learning all throughout our lives. But let us learn God's ways. Let us trust him. And if there's anybody here today who needs to come to Jesus, you need to trust Jesus completely, completely with your life and be immersed into him so that you can be. Raised to a new life that's in Christ. That's the message of the cross. You can be saved today. If you need to respond, won't you please come as we stand together and sing this song?